Good day, listeners. Uh, welcome to another rendition of the Cynical Discharge podcast. This is Max here. Uh, just letting you know, this episode is the continuation of our summer recap episode. So last episode was all about our favorite films and most disappointing films. This one is all is a news recap episode of basically all the news that happened this past summer. There was a whole lot of it relating to movies. So uh, won't be any discussion about specific films, but more discussion about what's to come so uh hope you like this one and if you don't uh just go into your podcast app go on to my podcast find cynical discharge and hit delete because uh it's all downhill from here so uh hope you enjoy and cue the theme music five when ready say what again say what again what are you gonna do bleed on me And hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cynical Discharge Podcast. The, uh, my name is Max. And my name is Bucky. And we are here with part two of our summer recap episode to talk about all the news that happened uh, this summer, Bucky, because there was a whole lot more news than there was movies, wasn't there? Oh, that, absolutely. I think that, that goes without saying. In fact, I think one of the biggest news stories this summer for Hollywood was record low profits. Uh, apparently, these uh, these doomsdayers uh, like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, who say the days of the brick and mortar cinemas are coming to an end, I think we're starting to see that people are flooding away from it because, as the Emmy showed us the other night, far more good stuff on TV very, at the moment. Very true, and uh, yeah, for all we know, this may be the last episode ever of Cynical Discharge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because George Lucas and Steven Spielberg said so, Bucky. Yeah, uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. But there are better movies coming, but today let's get talking about this movie news. Max, what is our first story? Yeah, so let's let's get into things. So, first story, this happened at the, uh, kind of in the, the middle of May here and it's Joss Whedon uh, replacing Zack Snyder as the Justice League director now Joss Whedon was already involved in the Justice League project uh, in some way I don't know how much yeah yeah in post-production obviously um uh due to the unfortunate news of um of Zack Snyder's daughter passing away uh, yeah committing suicide. suicide yeah um very sad, obviously, and, and for it to happen to anyone. I mean, we've we've been critical of Zack Snyder's films before, but you can't wish this upon anyone. Wish, wishing condolences to the mm. Snyder family, for sure. Yeah, certainly so, yeah. So, let's talk about because, I mean, Justice League is coming out, I think, November 17th. Yes. Um, and... No doubt filming was done by, by March. We're into post-production. Oh, yes, yeah. Um... Now, Joss Whedon, someone really beloved, actually. Genuinely I, beloved. I mean, yeah. you know, besides John Favreau, probably the most significant director for Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he's crop. He's going over to the dark side, I guess, and, yeah, and he's, he's helping he's crossing, out DC. You know, I wouldn't even say it's crossing over to the dark side. I would see it as more like crossing the aisle. Yeah, to try and help out. You know. Uh, help out a friend who is all obviously, you know, in need of help, and obviously helping the studio as well. 
Um, do you think this means a better Justice League movie? Um, a little bit. Like, obviously, script is done. You know, 95% of the filming probably done. Surely. Um, that being said, though, Joss Whedon has been left with the composition. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Now, you and I both dislike the first Avengers, but do... Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is with the first Avengers movie is, uh, I think our big problem, if you don't mind me speaking for you on this one, is that it's really unbalanced. Yeah. It's it's got a lot of difficulty with balancing and that does come down to the composition. It, Maybe it, he learned from it for uh the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Uh you know, I'm hoping we see a better Justice League. I, I think so and, and to to piggyback off your point about why we dislike Avengers 1. Obviously like not the worst film we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um but it like it's got like great dialogue in it and stuff, but the plot is weak too. Oh, it's horribly weak. Now I yeah. I thought he redeemed himself because the Age of Ultron plot is better. Yep. Uh, that being said, we're in the minority there. Most people prefer the first Avengers. Certainly so, so, yeah. If he can, you know, this is the this is the third superhero franchise movie he's doing. Um, if he could take a bit of A and a bit of B and, you know, put that into Justice League, perhaps we can say there was something there yeah that being said though like for me until wonder woman dc was just on a bad had a bad track record yeah Uh, absolutely i i was a bit surprised they asked back Zack snyder but i mean batman v superman made a ton of money for them right it did absolutely and i'm sure Zack snyder's smart enough to get multiple deals with them oh no doubt no doubt yeah and um you, you can already tell this will be a different film than Batman v Superman. I mean, the trailer is very lighthearted, and B- Batman v Superman wasn't at all. No, a very dour. Yeah. yeah so oh, I, I'm hopeful. I'm not. I can't. I still can't say I'm excited for this film. No. Um. We'll we'll see. You know, maybe uh, Joss Whedon will will fix. You know, we'll we'll really wrap it up nicely for uh, Zack Snyder. No, I completely agree. But um, once bitten, twice shy. True. Yeah. True. So, uh, hopefully we're wrong, but um, time will tell. Time will tell. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, do you mind if I take this one? Given that it uh, it hit closer yeah, to home yeah. for me than I think it did yeah, you. Go right ahead, asshole. I was uh, leading this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, the big one uh, for me this summer was the death of Adam West. Uh, mm. You know, obviously everyone remembers him from the campy 1960s Batman series and the film they made off of it. Uh, But I think very few people uh, actually know about who Adam West really was. And if you ever have the opportunity, there's a couple documentaries you can find out about him on YouTube and Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam West was a fascinating guy. Like, after his show got cancelled in the 60s... He didn't really have anything else. Like, he was like, no, I want to be an actor still. Uh, the thing is, is obviously, Batman could show you. Uh, not a great actor by any stretch of the imagination. He was typecasted, wasn't he, right? Big time, yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's not a great actor by any stretch of the imagination, but a consummate jobbing actor. Like, the dude loved what he did. To the point where he he would risk it all. A working class actor, yep. really. Yep, big time. And yeah. right up until he died, man, like he was still doing 
cameo appearances on the Big Bang Theory. Comic Expos. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He was all over that place. Uh, I think he's obviously his most famous role in the last number of years uh, is Mayor, uh, a, a mayoral version of himself. Of Adam West. Of yeah. Adam West on uh, on Family Guy. And uh, uh, if, if you ever get a chance, uh, surrounding his death uh, at the age of uh, 88, so a, a long, long life, uh, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy, uh, wrote a very uh, a very touching tribute to him. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, this is the first Batman who's passed away. I mean, was Superman, Christopher Reeve passed yeah, away. Yeah. Uh, but this is true. You know, this is the first Batman. You wonder... I, I'd almost like to see... I mean, obviously his, his funeral is long past, but... I wonder if like all the other Batman's got together, like Kilmer, Clooney. You would, you would uh, wonder, but on yeah, the, but, but but on the same token, <laughs> none of them drew inspiration from uh, oh, from no. Adam West's Batman. No, no. Um, Adam West, though, when they when they announced, oh yeah, in like the late '80s, they're like, we're gonna be remaking Batman. He lobbied for the role of Batman, well, like in the Michael Keaton one. Well, he wanted to be Batman in that one. No way would I have let him near the film in a Batman capacity. I'd have let him play the mayor. Yeah. I'd have let him play a reporter. I, you know, I'd almost let him play Alfred, but then I look back and I was like, "What? What's his face? Did such a great job." Michael Go. Michael Go. Yeah. Goff. Goff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I should pronounce it. But yeah. The death of Adam West makes me wonder, though. Stan Lee, when he dies, there will be. Friggin' morning in the streets. They will dim the lights of New York City for that. It's it's almost as if like Hollywood is already prepared for it. I mean, he he's now uh, you know put his I believe yeah there is a star. He's put his like hands in the concrete in front of like the. I think both. Uh, yeah, now. Uh, on Hollywood Boulevard there. Yeah. Um. So uh, no, they they definitely want to honor this man. I mean, he's in his nineties now. Yeah. Um. Announced that he won't be doing Marvel cameos as often. Like no, he might. It's probably yeah. You know, the the two Infinity War films might be his two. You know, his Big last time. two cameos. And they probably banged those out in an afternoon. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't foresee them. You know, I think. I think with him, there will always be a. Uh, a nod to him mm-hmm. in Marvel films. Yeah. There will always be like you know. A guy wearing a set of glasses mm-hmm. or a statue of him For or sure. something like that. Adam West won't receive that kind of a uh, a memory from no. people, unfortunately. Uh, he was... He was a bit of a joke, I think, among Hollywood for a long time as being mm-hmm. like, oh, Adam West, what a douche. Yeah. The thing is, though, he embraced that and yeah. he just kind of, he was in on the joke. Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't entirely his fault, too. Like, the the filming of the original Batman TV show was so cheesy. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, a product of its time, but it did not hold up. Thank God Adam West did. True. But final question, just before we move on to the next uh, next news story here, Bucky, do you think without Family Guy, would Adam West's death be front page news? No. Yeah, it, it's nah. it's bizarre though. Fam, like you and I don't watch Family Guy anymore, but like Not really, no. it's preserved his memory. Oh God, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh yeah, no, I I don't think so. Um. Well, because Family Guy brought him back as like a like like when he first cameoed as the mayor on the TV show, 
It was basically just an inside joke for old fans of the TV show to be like, oh shit, that's actually Adam West. But they wrote some good, like, lines for him. Totally. And he became, he's, he was one of my favorite characters when I watched the show. Oh, abso- yeah. absolutely. I, again, he'll be, he'll be sorely missed uh, yeah. on that, uh, on that show. Uh, so moving yeah. on, go ahead, Max. Moving on. So third story of the day here is uh, news that actually surprised me when it happened. Uh, Wonder Woman has outgrossed Spider-Man as the, uh, as a superhero origin film. So, this one, I mean, I liked Wonder Woman, you really didn't. No. Um, the, Sa- the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, uh, I loved it at the time. Yeah. But boy, is it not aged well. Oh, no. That being said, though, that film is iconic because i think it did pave the way for marvel eventually certainly so yeah absolutely i mean we you and i still think most of the credit should go to john favreau but yeah i think i i I, yeah i don't think without the sam rainy spider-mans we don't get an iron man one no no certainly uh, certainly not though those movies uh were the first rendition i ever saw growing up where I was like, oh, so you can make a superhero that isn't super nerdy. Like, it's actually, you know, like, obviously yeah. there's cheese to it, but it's like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, now, the Wonder Woman outgrossing Spider-Man, uh, I have a very contentious view on that. I want to say a lot of that might be to do with the fact that, A, you've, like, you, you are catering to 51% of the movie-going public. Totally. Uh, like, I, it is it is a movie, you know, that women, that women can get into because, oh shit, a strong female lead. I am not going to knock that. It's also, though, it's popular to like this movie and to, like, want to go see it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Spider-Man is Spider-Man. It's yeah. great, but it ain't no strong female lead Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah, I think, you know... Wonder Woman. I mean, first off, uh, when adjusted for inflation, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man does outgross it. Yes. However, um, you know, it is a long. It has been a long time coming for a really good uh, origin film for for a female superhero. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. And you know, not only do they give you know Gal Gadot, who really wasn't a well-known actress, you know, the leading role. They also, you know, hire a female director in Patty Jenkins. Big time. Right? That one to punch, in addition to a movie I really liked, I think that that formula will was was a recipe for success. success. Yeah. yeah, because there, there's been talks on the Marvel front of doing a... Uh, uh, Black Widow? Uh, no, no. Uh, Squirrel Girl, actually. There's talks of doing Squirrel Girl and... Uh, yeah. Who, I, I, who is Squirrel Girl Max, you ask? I don't know. I have no idea who we're, she is. We're looking at each other blankly right yeah, now. I don't yeah. know who she is, but I've read this. Uh, that the girl from Pitch Perfect, you know who I'm talking about? Anna Ferris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she, Wait, no, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Anna, yeah, Kendrick yeah. Anna Kendrick might be slotted to play Squirrel Girl. And I fear Marvel touching it, because while Gal Gadot uh, you know, showed us a very strong female league... I feel like Anna Kendrick, while she's a great actress, or someone like that, might kind of just be like, ho ho, I'm quirky. I'm a girl in a superhero film, you know? You know, but the name alone to Squirrel Girl just scares me. It, like, it's like, terrifying, I think it's yeah. just gonna have, like, bad jokes. Like, oh. like, like, it, like it'll be self-aware, like Deadpool. You're nuts. You're right. You're <laughs> 
There's her catch that, line. No, 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 that's yeah, it. Like, yeah, honestly, man, yeah. like, it just, it terrifies me. Yeah, so, I, and I don't understand, why not just do, like, a Black Widow anthology? Yeah, someone who you've already Scar, built up. ScarJo is awesome as Black yeah, Widow. Exactly. Um, the fans love her. Totally. Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier, we already saw a bit of her... Uh, upbringing in per- that yeah orphanage. particularly uh her her uh, flashbacks yeah exactly so you yeah. see a little bit of that kind of stuff yeah. and i'm like oh i'll make a dope movie actually yeah. like i want to see more of that you know what i don't want to see squirrel girl i don't <laughs> give a shit i couldn't care less <laughs> wait till we podcast that failed well guys it's actually good yeah you know? exactly yeah. it was yeah. okay yeah. to be it honest surprised the hell of me almost as much as get out did yeah, yeah. no yeah. yeah exactly yeah so anyways though back back to wonder woman i'm not i'm not really like affected by this i i don't i, re- don't. I don't really care um i still think you know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film probably deserves it more because that film is groundbreaking. Big time, um, yeah. You know, Wonder Woman was released right during, you know, the, I guess the, the peak, uh, or I guess the maturation of superhero films. Yeah. I mean, you release a superhero film, you're going to make a profit nowadays. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Fuck, fucking Suicide Squad made a profit. And, that and pro- it's wank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, probably my least favorite film of, of 2016, easily. Oh, no, no. There, yeah, 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 there's no question. But that doesn't take away from the fact this is a really, really good step in the right direction. Totally. And this could be, you know, the movie-saving film, or a franchise-saving film for DC. Oh, big time, I mean, sure, the other films are making money, but they're not well-received. This is is the first one that's well-received. And made money. Yeah, yeah. so congratulations, DC. Uh, I'm hoping for Patty Jenkins to to return and hopefully do a Wonder Woman sequel in... um, Maybe a Cold War era, I think, was was what they're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I think that would be cool. So, in in the sixties, yeah, be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be very very cool. So we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, our next story here is actually Ron Howard uh, has is been announced to direct the Untitled Han Solo film, uh, taking the job from Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, now those names didn't ring any bells to me when I first heard this news, no, uh, but I yeah I did did look into their filmography. So Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs was their first. Then they did the uh, Twenty One Jump Street, the Lego Movie, and Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, so, so known for lighthearted comedies, um, which makes me think that this movie was heading in the direction of uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my my guess is that when they said, you know what, we should do a Han Solo movie, some muckety-muck at Disney said, you know what's really making money these days? <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy. the That thing, that other property we own yeah, yeah. Is, is raking it in. Guys, let's just rebrand it as another franchise. They'll never know. Yeah. Totally. But think about it, though. Guardians of the Galaxy deals with a fucking uh, smuggler, layabout yeah. smuggler, yeah. and his zany friends. Yeah. Um, and his bald uh, mentor, who's a bit of a sleaze bag. In this version, he's blue, but he's going to be played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, and of course, it's going to show his friendship with Lando Calrissian. Uh, answering the question, I'm sure we all wanted to know: How did they know each other? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm just so... thought it's so blunt. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's also, just. Yeah. Also, uh, he's probably going to run into Greedo, and we're going to finally realize why do they want to shoot each other? No, I know. The only bit of fan service I am willing to accept in this movie is Jabba. Yeah. Is showing Jabba the Hutt, unless he's a horrible. CGI thing like fucking Bugali or whatever that it. that yeah. thing in from Rogue One, Rogue One. That, yeah. yeah that like effectively rapes uh, Bodhi yeah, yeah. No, no exactly yeah. but he found the truth <laughs> my son he found the truth Jabba will find the truth Jabba will find the truth oh fuck uh, yeah keep, keep us away from the script Disney. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at any at any rate though um <laughs> So it seems like these guys were slated to uh, to probably do a good job of bringing comedy to the screen. Even Twenty Two Jump Street, which is like a it's like an okay movie. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Oh, for it sure. makes me laugh for yeah. sure. Um, that too, and I mean they can't really follow the original Star Wars format because Rogue One didn't. I mean, there's no opening crawl. Nope. Um, no John Williams to do your score for you. Yeah. 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 So absolutely. I, I mean, while it is Star Wars and the character has been written for you, I mean, characters, I guess I should say, it's uh, still a really hard task to yes. me. Yeah, because I'm, you know, before this film was announced, I was satisfied with, uh, you know, the character of Han Solo and how they handled, you know, his uh, maturation and his death. Yeah. Spoiler his... alert, I guess. Yeah, 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 because most people um, haven't seen The, the Force Awakens. Yes, but of course we need to know. Like, I, I, we exist in a world uh, where the studios are like, who wants to know how Han met Chewie? <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> like, hey, hey, of course, of course, we all want to know how we met Chewie. Yeah. I, I am being facetious, but on the same token, we eat it up. True. Like, fucking, they pour the fan service into the slot bucket, I, I, and we all come to the trough. Again, they're, you know, D- Disney buys Star Wars, and, and they don't go with the, the idea of, oh, we're going to bring all, you know, a new Star Wars trilogy with new characters. No, we're going to, you know, take the guys from the 80s, Put them in these new films yeah. as older versions of themselves. Exactly. You guys are going to love it and pay money for it. And to be fair, I mean, we've seen a lot of shit 80s reboots so far. Totally. To the point where they're running out of them. Star Wars is probably the strongest. Totally. Uh, I guess Mad Max as well. Yeah, um, I guess. But... Yeah, 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 that, that, no, that is very, very true. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is, is like... I know deep down that Star Wars is in good hands. I love Disney. I think like yeah. I feel like Disney can rarely do a movie that I can say is all bad. Yeah. At least there's one thing that I like. Even like that Tomorrowland with George Clooney that came yeah. out, really average movie, but like yeah, it's entertaining and it had Mickey money behind it. The thing that makes me fucking nervous about this <laughs> is Disney fired these two. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you can't. It was creative differences. Oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, honestly, they've been removed. Yeah, from duty. I mean, you, you look at what happened with Rogue One and how that was delayed. I, I, what, I think it was delayed, or well, due to the fact that in post production. Uh, they've hired emergency screenwriters. They didn't fire Gareth Edwards. No. Uh, but, yeah, they redid the ending. I mean, there are shots of Rogue One that make it into the trailer, but not into the film. So uh, you wonder, like, how much did these screenwriters change? Uh, well, I, I know that from what... Okay, so here's two things that I know. 
Uh, Gareth Edwards is still not on good terms with Disney. No. He does not like them at all. He feels like they butchered Rogue One. Yeah. They took a movie that he really enjoyed and they ruined it. Um, the dude who played Grand Moff Tarkin, mm-hmm. uh, Guy Henry, mm-hmm. uh, actually said they'd be like, okay, Guy, you're done. Like, no more Tarkin. He's like, all right, perfect, thanks. And he'd get a call two weeks later and they'd be like, we need you to come back in and be Tarkin for a bit. We, we, we need to put some expositional dialogue and Tarkin's the one who's going to deliver it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he would show back up again and redo Tarkin. Yeah. So... Hey. They, they, you know what, though? They do have a track record of saving... Yes. One yes. Star Wars film, one Star Wars anthology film, although I don't really consider Rogue One an anthology because it's be- it's beginning and ending. We're essentially written for it. Yeah, big time. That being said, though, um, Ron Howard is has trustworthy hands for this project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is in good hands with him. I think, uh, I think the... Uh, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter I was reading it in. Uh, they made mention of the fact, they're like, yeah, Ron Howard, his recent film Inferno and Heart of the Sea uh, did not please audiences, nor did they impress critics. But, you know, they're like, the, the fact of the matter is Ron Howard can get a movie done. Yeah. And you know what? Ron Howard's not a bad director. No. He's not a bad director at all. I just, there's a lot in this project making yeah. me nervous. Uh, the dude who's playing Han Solo, Alden uh, Ehrenreich. I'm sorry if we're pronouncing your name wrong. Max yeah. and I really the, the, deliberated yeah, over this. The, the, if you guys don't recognize the name, he's the cowboy from Hail Caesar. That was his film debut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's excellent in that film. Yeah. Like, he's, I think, the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had to hire him an acting coach. They've had to hire him an acting coach to play Han Solo that only requires you to be kind of stoic and cool. Yeah, but you also wonder too. I mean, these Star Wars films are under the microscope more than anything than any other God, films yes. being made. So me me it's probably happened for other films, yeah. but the moment there's Star Wars gossip, it it hits the press. Of course it does. Right? Yeah. Um so I'm not that worried about because I have seen him act well. It's not like, oh, New guy you've never heard of is going to play the iconic Han Solo. I've seen... And he has an acting coach. That would terrify yes. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, um, the support cast is, is good, too, for this film. I yeah. mean, I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. Uh, he freaking looks like Billy T. Williams as well. Uh, for sure, So yeah. him as Lando will be awesome. Woody Harrelson, awesome. Yeah, um, uh, Amelia but... Clark. I know nothing of Game of Thrones, my friend. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. But she was in Terminator Genesis, and she was really good in a very bad movie. True. Yeah. True. Um, and they're calling upon her again to join another 80s franchise. Hey? Reboot, yeah. yeah. I know. It's it's so weird yeah. that, uh, that that's the case. Woody Harrelson, he's in a reboot. Yeah. Planet yeah, of the Apes. There yeah, true yeah. enough. So, um, you know, with, with all that saying, I'm not that worried about this. I, I do think if Disney is not happy with the final product, they'll delay this film. Of course they will. Yeah, S- Kathleen Kennedy, I think... Yeah. Uh, president of Lucasfilm. Yeah, pre- president yeah. of Lucasfilm. Um, 
I think she runs a pretty tight ship. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, she she yeah. she will not let shit yeah. uh, slip out of there. So that being said, uh, that's the recap for um, Ron Howard uh, announces director for the Han Solo film, and I think we can say Houston. We don't really have, have a, a problem. problem. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, waka waka, waka waka. Bucky, introduce the next story. Uh, perfect. Okay, um, I'm gonna do my best uh, impression. Um, here to uh, to to introduce introduce uh, the fact that Jeff Goldblum Goldblum uh, will be joining the Jurassic World sequel, and that's what I'm going to do for Jeff Goldblum, or else we'd be here all night. Six out of ten, but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, working on it, working on it, very very hard. Um, so uh, Jeff Goldblum will be joining the cast of Fallen Kingdom, uh, reprising his role as the. Uh, Ian Malcolm, yeah, as, I guess? as Ian Malcolm, I guess the the, uh, the the voice of reason, the perennial voice of reason in the first one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum finds a way. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum will find a way into this movie, and no doubt our hearts. Uh, yeah, I mean, all I could say about this, like, ugh, fucking awesome, really. It's, it's, it's great. But... It's great. Um, do I think it will be a wonderful film because of Goldblum's involvement? No. <laughs> no. He's not a movie saver. No. He's and, a rare treat. And, and that being said, I mean, I've seen Jurassic World twice, saw it opening day in theater, loved it, watched it again, and I was like, why the fuck did I like this so much? I, I mean, know. It is, I, I, it's a film that really tugs on the nostalgia heartstrings. Oh my god, yeah, like... Everything about it, like, or like you know, like the kids, like the thing that got me is when they find the old uh, goggles, yeah. the old night vision goggles mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, oh, just like in the first one. And I loved it when I first yeah. saw it, just like you. Man, I saw it the other day and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that being said, I mean, I don't think we really need to talk about this one more. We just mm. included it because we both love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he must be recognized. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> And Sam Neill and Laura Dern are probably waiting by their phones, waiting for uh, a call from Disney. Or actually, no, no, sorry, Universal. Universal. Universal, and the sound of dollar signs, or cash till, or the fucking Price is Right theme yeah, it, on the other end, and they'll know what that means. Oh, big time. So that yeah. being said, uh, you know, if Jeff Goldblum, I don't really think it's a gamble, but if it pays off for Disney, expect Sam Neill or Laura Dern probably back. To, to reprise. Yeah, yeah, and probably a CGI uh, John Hammond. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no doubt we are heading in that direction um okay max take it away so next story here uh charlie's theron announcing that there's going to be a furiosa origin film directed by george miller yeah which is uh kind of cool i guess it is the origin story no one asked for it's another origin story no one asked for but Still cool. Yeah, I. That being said, though, like I, I was a bit surprised that it was like Furiosa is getting an origin film because I, I don't think she needs it. I think Mad Max Fury Road is more about her, but Mad, you know, Max is just there essentially helping her story progress. Yeah, yeah right? he is. He's he's a set piece in the uh, film. That being said, though, Charlize Theron killed it in that role. Like, I am excited that she's returning to, you know, uh, to the big screen as Furiosa. Totally. Uh, excite, you know, makes me exciting again that George Miller is uh, written the screenplay and is going to be directing this. Yeah, and this one doesn't have fucking dancing penguins in it. That's another good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so overall, 
exciting news. Uh, given that it's George Miller, I don't expect to see this film for a long time. No, no, honestly, yeah. I could have children by the time this comes out, but yeah. it's like... Fair enough, I guess, if that's the case, because we waited a long time for Mad Max, and man, now, it paid off. Now, question for you, do you think Tom Hardy will be in this film in any capacity? I know it's an origin film, so no, probably not. I don't think so. That being said, though, I love his performance as Max. He's great in it. Yeah. I can't see it, though, yeah. to be honest with you, man. Unless he is, like, the narrator being like, Yes, I know you all saw Fury Road, <laughs> but I bet you wonder how she lost that hand. Yeah. Or well, one day, she told me. Or, yeah, or how she became Immortan Joe's right-hand go-to girl. Go-to or, gal, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I could see I could see the dude who played Immortal Joe. Come, oh, he's re- back. Reprising, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he is back for sure. Um, but that being said... Excited, excited for this film. There's not much info about there other, uh, out there about it other than, you know, Charlize Theron and George Miller are both excited for it. I, I guess final uh, final thought on this on this is George Miller did say, and I have the quote here. Um, let me just pull it up. Somewhere, if the planets align, there will be two more films. Uh, that makes me a bit excited because Fury Road was awesome. Uh, it is an 80s reboot that really caught me by surprise. Yep. And, uh, the fact that he wants to turn into a trilogy, I'm, I'm on board. Yep, I'm for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so, moving on, uh, I'm gonna let you take this one, given that he's, like, one of your favorite characters in the films. Sure. Uh, so... Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan? Obi, yeah, an Obi-Wan standalone movie has been announced. Yes. Uh, to the surprise of nobody. No, no, absolutely. I, there, It seems like the Star Wars stories are basically going to be origin stories or little like, while this was going on, yeah. this was happening. Or, yeah, or what, what plot points have we not really given a good explanation to? Like, yeah. why there's a fatal flaw in the Death Star. Yep, yeah, yeah, right? no, a- exactly. Um, Now, there's been a lot of discussion as to what it's going to cover. Is it going to cover Obi-Wan Kenobi's adventures throughout the Clone Wars? Before the fall of the Republic? Or is this... Uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm gonna... Uh, you know, I originally thought Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn, but then Liam ne- Neeson announced he's no longer gonna be doing action films. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I doubt he says no to Star Wars and Disney money. Nah. Um... It's it's strange. There's also the age thing, man. Yeah, like Liam Neeson he ain't a young man, and no. nor is you and McGregor. Like no. he's not old, uh, but, but it, it's for sure gonna be you and McGregor as Obi Wan. Would have to be, yeah. Right. Whether does... it's an older Obi Wan, a Clone Wars Obi Wan, or a younger Obi Wan, um, I'm thinking Disney has really distanced themselves from their prequels. I mean. Rogue One did have some callbacks to the prequels, like Bail Organa's in it, uh, Mustafar's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why well, I don't think Obi-Wan was ruined in the prequels. I thought Ewan McGregor's probably the best part of it. They still think it's a safer bet to do to do basically the Alec Guinness years of Obi-Wan. Yeah, absolutely. And, and who knows, maybe they're going to do a thing where it's like, well, like Luke was a baby for a while on uh, Tatooine. Uh, maybe they're going to do a thing where it's like, you know, 
I was, it was not the first time I was called out to, to help with the... With the rebellion? With the rebellion. Yeah. You know, it's not the first time I've meddled in the affairs of Darth. Like, yeah. or something like that. I, God only hopes that they don't do something like that. But, then, but if they did that, though, it'd also ruin, like, the the lightsaber fight in uh, in A New Hope. Because it's so, back when I saw you. Back when I saw you last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, you know, now I'm the master, right? Whatever the line is. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Disney plays it safe. Uh, yeah, very. Yeah. The the film's gonna make money either way, but they'd rather not piss off the fans for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, you excited for this film? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it it's it's one of those things, man. This is so far away. Yeah, it's very tough for me to be like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Because don't get me wrong, I like Obi Wan Kenobi, but he's I I'm a villains guy. I don't get into the heroes as much. I think it'd be cool to see him. It's just, I don't know anything about this movie to get me excited other than it's happening. Yeah, we're still waiting for that Nien Nub origin film, but, you know, we'll, we'll wait until the, the, the year 2027 when we do that podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so, moving on. Uh, Bucky, you want to introduce the next story? Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, playing it safe and not pissing off fans, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> is doing none of that. When it's 60 years old, he has announced his retirement from acting. Hey, Hey, Bucky, are are you crying right now? Uh, This makes me very sad. I am. Stop crying, you sniveling ass. Stop your nonsense. (laughs) Now, if you're wondering what the hell that was, go watch the end of There Will Be Blood. Actually, watch all of There Will Be Blood. Uh, Many times. Many times. One of my all-time favorite films. Uh, This makes me a bit sad. Because, yeah, you it, know, da- Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, if everyone says who's the great greatest actor of all time, I think a lot of people will say his name. Daniel Day-Lewis, at least of our generation. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he, he's for I've, sure great. Um, The thing that doesn't make me sad about this, it's the second time he's done this. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, he's leaving, he's, he's, he's retiring, <laughs> I can't even get through it without laughing, to become a dressmaker. Uh, because while, because he's very, very uh, stringent method actor, he's a very mm-hmm. strict method actor. Uh, he took on a dressmaking job while studying for an upcoming t- uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film, uh, The Phantom Thread. Uh, you know, of all the reasons to leave the film industry, I'm like, you know what? It's okay to say that you just want to take a break. Yeah. Um, I, I I've never understood why actors announce their retirements. No. I don't, I don't get it. I just feel like, okay. Yeah. That being said, though, uh, I guess he's going into full-time method acting. He's <laughs> like, I'm too cool for the big screen guys. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, again, I, I think, uh, I think with Daniel Day-Lewis, what's going to happen is give it Five years, because because he, he puts about five years in between each movie he does. He mm-hmm. basically makes enough money to like get through five years ish. A, a big enough director could pull him out of retirement, like a Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah, with the right role, with the yes. right part, and that, and and that's the thing. Scorsese did in the nineties, right, with uh, with Gangs of New York, yeah, and Bill the Butcher Cutting, freaking one of my probably my second favorite Daniel Day Lewis performance. Your first, oh my, right? my first, yeah, yeah, I think he's brilliant in that in that role. Um, 
You know, I think Daniel Day-Lewis, like, he'll eventually grow tired of retirement. Or maybe he won't. I guess it really doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, none of our lives, like, hinge on this guy. Nor do they hinge on any actor. And I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> well, I, you say none of our lives depend. I mean, your, your life would depend... If he's missed the deadline to make your wedding dress. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. No. Okay. So that is the one circumstance. It's that, out of the way. That, yeah, Continue is, your point. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make is whenever an actor, uh, God, you're a dick, uh, is, uh, is, is that whenever an actor says, I'm retiring, that's vanity. To me, I just look at that and like, sure, they might want to thank people, but that's like, to me, it's just like, uh... I, I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. See you later. No, yeah. I mean it. I'm really going to go this time. Okay. You do it. Yeah. I feel bad, though, because we're, like, making fun of, like, maybe my favorite but, actor. I know. I was going to say. like, the fact that he's retired before and come out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, yeah. It, makes it tough to take seriously. He, he's basically, like, the rock in the wrestling ring, but for acting. Right? Yeah. Where he's just like, I'm the greatest ever and I'm retiring. Just kidding. SummerSlam. They're paying me a bunch of money. I'm going to rock bottom the fuck out of the guy for that money. Right? No, no, exactly. So, so yeah, in closure, a good enough director, I think, can get him out of retirement again. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, go ahead. Next story. Uh, probably the biggest summer news. Yeah, just yeah. to finish out the summer for sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's that J.J. Abrams will be returning to the director's chair for Star Wars Episode Nine, replacing Colin Trevorrow. Uh, so Colin Trevorrow was the director of Jurassic World. Uh, they gave him another franchise and sacked him before he even got started. Yeah. So, you know, I I like The Force Awakens. You like The Force yep. Awakens. J.J. Abrams, I don't think, has ever had a bad film. No. So, no. before we ramble on about this, good decision. It's Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a great decision. I think that uh, Trevorrow... I don't know, I've seen interviews, and he seems like a nice guy, but, like, maybe not the guy you want to give your franchise to. No. No. No, and, you know, J.J. is... I really like what he does... Um, not just behind, you know, not just on the director's chair, but like in talk shows, in interviews, in podcasts, you know, on TV. He he really comes off as a fan. Yeah, and like even like he's even acknowledged like you know some of the shortcomings of of the of the uh, the Force Awakens, how it's too similar to uh, a New Hope, a New Hope, the the fucking Death Star plot, but... and, and and the fact that he's like willing to acknowledge a mistake and not just say, oh no, it's it's the it's the the film watchers who are wrong here. Make me excited, more excited almost for episode nine, simply yeah. because I was like, well, this guy admits that he's wrong and he wants to make it better. Yeah, big time. Like, I, I'm very excited for that. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm also excited because J.J. Abrams has a uh, a big commitment to practical effects. Yeah. Like, you know, The Force Awakens was riddled with practical effects that a lot of people didn't know were practical effects. Like, that's how good they were. And so I think that uh, I think that the fact that he's so committed to like the heart of Star Wars, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like yeah. like the, like the universe they like Lucas spent so much time building and then subsequently destroying, uh, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, he's he, he's he's very in tune with that. The original trilogy, yeah, and, and you know it, it's it's interesting too how this like n- this next trilogy too. 
it really is his and Ryan Johnson's works and, and maybe Kathleen Kennedy's and nobody else's. Big time. I mean, I, I believe Ryan Johnson said J.J. Uh, Abrams was the first person to read the script of The Last Jedi. Yeah. With, and he said right you know, right after The Force Awakens came out, he said it was awesome and I can't wait to see Ryan's work. So no doubt these guys are, are helping each other out. J.J. Uh, Abrams, I, I believe, is probably playing a small part in you know in the screen screenwriting for, yep. and, and the direction of um of the last jedi and ryan johnson is essentially grooming him to yep. to finish the, this trilogy yeah absolutely which uh, i think you know is is something to uh, is something to really look forward to and something that gives me a little bit of hope for uh, for movies a new hope if you will. Oh, what a way to finish, Bucky. Yeah, I know. I so, know. yeah, that wraps up uh, the uh, our summer recap episode, uh, part two. Mm-hmm. Now, um, moving on, we're going to going be going back to the old formula of doing uh, movie discussions. So, films that have captured our attention that are coming on the near future. Uh, Kingsman, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Justice League, Thor, Star Wars, and probably probably some ones that are going to get Oscar buzz will probably be podcasted by us yeah. in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, perhaps you know, leave us leave us some feedback on our social media if you like this kind of episode. If you do, we had a lot of fun doing this, so I think we're going 100%. to. Yeah, we'll we'll be happy to do this again. Uh, with that being said, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Max. I'm Bucky, and we'll see you next time.
in 